0: filling you overflowing thank you Lord for your great love for P poured out poured out in abundance Lord. thank you you see her in the quiet and you feel her overflowing Lord you revive her Lord you bring laughter to her again Lord laughter that comes up from her innermost being and spills out over her life Lord restore her in jesus mighty name set her on a course lord that she would run and not grow weary she would laugh at the days to come that your goodness would be evident in her life in jesus mighty name thank you lord thank you lord hey and i'm, I'm pumped about kenya who knows that kenya needs jesus it really needs jesus do any of my african friends uh, is anyone here from kenya Anyone in our midst? There's my girl. Who knows you need to tell your family back home about C3 Kenya because it's coming. Tell them there's a move of God coming. Tell them Jesus is coming to Kenya. All right, you spread the world. You let you let them know because he's coming. Why don't you just lift your hands right where you are? Um, Garth and Jamie, I just want to pray for you guys today. And I just want to commend you first for your faithfulness. And I want to encourage you now before you find yourself landing in Kenya for the strength of your faithfulness. And I want you to know that faithfulness can win a battle. Actually, many times if you just remain, if you just keep standing, if you just keep standing, if you just keep standing, then your faithfulness will win the battle for you. And I want to remind you now before you go, remind your heart that faithfulness is, has got you to where you are and faithfulness is going to keep you going. In the in the days ahead, it will cause you to stand tall and strong and you're not to look at what you're seeing. you to, you to look inward at what you know about what God is going to do through you in that place. God has brought you from a humble place actually just off to the side. And he's done a work in you, which is very real and very significant. It's not by man's doing that you're going to Kenya. You're going because you're commissioned by God Almighty himself. And he's on the inside of you and he'll go before you and he'll move things in favor around you. You're going to have to work. We all have to work, but there's a grace on the work. There's an anointing on the work. So as you give yourself to that cause, remember that you are faithful. And faithful is a quality that sometimes gets overlooked and is considered insignificant but it is many times. It is our faithfulness which is the tipping point for the breakthrough. It's actually just remaining and standing, remaining and standing. So faithful man and woman of God, I commend you today and I commission you today to go and bring Jesus to Kenya. Bring Jesus to that nation. Pour your hearts out, pour your lives out. Pour out the anointing on that place. The many would come in and religiosity would be broken off them and they'd be set free, that there'd know Jesus for, themselves, not just through for religion, but they know him heart to heart, mind to mind. They know him. They know him as their personal saviour and friend. Run hard, my friends. Run with the power of the anointing of God on the inside of you. Give your life and watch your harvest come. Watch your harvest come to that nation in Jesus' mighty name. Let that work be done in Jesus' mighty name. And the church agreed. Amen. Amen. God bless you, beautiful man and woman. God bless you. Hey, why don't you take a seat here today, friends? It's just good to be here. I had a little bit of um, church envy because, you know, the Lord, you go where the Lord wants you to be. And I was in Canberra and then in Brisbane, and now I'm here. And Kathy's song was being sung. And I'm like, Lord, I love Kathy's songs. That's a song, the Messiah song we sung this morning. And Lord, I'm like, I'm in Canberra and they're singing it. I'm in Bridgman Downs and they're singing it. And finally today, I get to hear it firsthand. Who loves Kathy's new song? It's just a song in season, lifting up the name of Jesus, the Messiah. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm thanking God that he let me be here. Um, why, why don't you guys take a seat? You guys are awesome. And I love having Chris Della. High five, Chris. Known Chris since I was 18. He's from our Oxford Falls location, great friends him and Tars, faithful, long-standing members of the house. Again, faithfulness. I want to celebrate it today. Sometimes it's things like prayer and faithfulness, which kind of just get put over here, and it's these uh, these big gifts that get celebrated, but they're the things that matter, faithfulness and prayer. That's what upholds the church, truly. So like I said, um, you know, God is enlarging silver water right now. Who knows that that's true? Um, And he's, he's actually graduating us corporately into a greater day. We're stretching out around the city. And, and within this move of God, Hearts and I are going places, doing different things. And I just want to remind us here, Silverwater Church family, that it's, it's, um, it's an addition. It's a, a blessing. It's an adding to. It's not a loss that sometimes we're not here. Because I just know in running teams and releasing people, sometimes you've actually got to get out of the way so that they can rise up and pop up. And the beautiful thing that we're witnessing right now is this is a, a steady ship it's in good hands. And even when like mum and dad, so to speak, of the house are elsewhere, because God's having them elsewhere, um, the ship sails smoothly, because it's in good hands. And it makes room for others that are gifted, anointed to rise up. And I just know actually for silver water to get bigger, sometimes we have to be removed from the picture so that they can rise up. I, I just, that's how God works. It's actually a really healthy, wonderful thing um, and we're just celebrating this season we're in. So Canberra the other weekend with our family, uh, we oversee a church there. Um, you know, C- C3 is great in that it um, it has a strategy to support churches by positioning oversight people that can journey with them and support them. And that's what we are for C3 Belconnen, a church in Canberra. So let your family know if they're in Canberra, C3 Belconnen. It's a great church. And last weekend, I wanted to share this story, especially as we were looking at vision builders, everyone matters. Who loves that catchphrase? Oh, that's just the heart of God, is it not? Everyone matters. Well, last weekend, I was in Brisbane and um, for a number of reasons. I was there to um, travel with Pastor Chris, which is a great privilege just to watch her in action. I was there to be in the atmosphere of a bigger church. C3 Bridgerman Downs is like the next level from that's where we're heading, Silverwater. And I'm an experiential learner. So it was awesome to come into this atmosphere, walk around the building, watch the teams function. And I glean um, strategy and tips by watching it happen. So I believe God brought me there to kind of see where we're going. Does that make sense? And to just pull some stuff from that and learn some things. I was there to preach as well, but Honestly, I believe the most important reason, God's reason that I was there, is there are a family um, here in Silverwater whose daughter lives in Brisbane um, and she's been out of church for a few years. And I um, through them invited her to come to the Sunday morning service I was speaking at, just a, um, a little service, a bit like um, Bankstown, a, a campus of the Brisbane Church. Um, And as I gave the salvation altar call that morning, she responded. Um, And uh, in that moment, I thought, Lord, that's why you brought me to Brisbane. It was actually for her salvation. I completely believe that. That's just how God works. So um, it's nice to do all these things, but it's good to remember everyone matters. And that is the very nature of God, that he would loan me from Silverwater to Brisbane for a weekend to see her saved. Isn't that good reason enough? Yeah, truly. Come on, let's thank God. But there is no place like home. They don't sing Kathy's songs there yet. So I'm really happy to be home and to experience it. And I really love what God is doing in Silverwater right now. Can you not feel it, that he is on the move, that this is a really blessed, uh, fruitful time in the history of Silverwater? And I've been meditating on this scripture for um, Silverwater in Ezra 5.11. This work goes on with diligence and care and prospers in their hands. And that is just what we're seeing. And I commend you diligent and caregivers of silver water. And I I champion you as you watch the fruit in your hands pop and spring and multiply and prosper in this time. It's such a good season. God is so kind. So um, this is our last week on our Blueprint series. Who's been liking Blueprint? Great series. Who we are And what we have in Christ and what I really felt to focus on today because it's so broad what we have in Christ actually and who we are in Christ. It's massive actually when you really start to grasp it. I I mostly wanted to focus on actually the strengthening that comes, that internal fortitude, that strengthening of the inner person that comes as we cleave to Christ. The Bible tells us as we cleave to Christ, we are wholly conformed to his likeness. And I want to encourage us today that as we cleave to him, that on the inside, that strength would come, that would come from heaven above, and and we would know that strength that sustains us. Now, a blueprint is the original drawing of a designer or architect that the builder can follow so they build exactly what the designer intended. And we know that the Word of God is our blueprint for all that God has intended for us. His word is our manuscript, is it not? It's our map for this life. And it's alive and it's breathing and it's revelatory. Uh, It's amazing as you open the word and and feast on the scriptures, how they come alive and they're so potent and they're so current to what we're facing right now. I thank God for his word. You know, in Psalm 119, 165, It says, great peace have they who love your law. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. His law, his word, his blueprint, as we love it, as we uphold it, as we receive it, nothing. That's a very, that's a big word, nothing. That's an eclipsing kind of word, nothing. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Nothing means nothing that means absolutely anything that you're looking at that could potentially cause you to stumble or to be offended. If rather in Christ we cleave to him, that means nothing. It means it's cancelled out. It actually can't touch us. But there are these tipping point moments where we've got the A option or the B option, don't we? there's these little in Christ moments where we could cleave to the word, cleave to Christ, be in Christ and take a hold of him or rather to the offense or whatever that stumbling block may be. There are these little moments, these defining moments, these tipping point moments and if we we tip into the in Christ place, there we will not be offended and we will not stumble and we find that we're lifted up above. It's, you know, the the Bible says that our feet won't stumble on the rock. We're lifted up above those things. It's an amazing place to live in, that buoyant place. You know, when the heat comes on and in the pressure test, we've got these options. And, you know, I found myself in a moment of a pressure test this week. I was driving to Oxford Falls, our Northern Beaches location, getting ready to teach at the college. And um, I just had my phone down there driving along and just happened to notice an email come in that um, was, you know, know, there's like the polite current of the email and then there's the undercurrent of the email and I, I just felt my blood boil really quickly, I think I was a little bit tired and who knows when you're a little bit tired it doesn't take much to get angry. Uh, in that moment, but I was also en route to teach the college students. So I sort of had this conversation with myself, I can't really afford to be angry right now. Because who knows, it's the overflow of who we are and what we are that gets on people, that comes through us. And I just thought, I can't afford to be filled with anger right now because that's going to permeate over those college students and that's not what I'm here to do and I can't afford to be that person. So I had myself one of those little crossroad moments. Would I take a hold of the thing that would cause me to offense, to be offended and to stumble? Or would I, ta- would I tip into, would I go that tipping point way and find myself in Christ where I'm above the offense, where I'm above uh, the, the burden and the stumbling block? Where would I go? And so I, I asked, um, I had this little conversation with myself and I, um, I reminded myself my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit not a vessel for anger my body is a vessel a temple of the Holy Spirit and I just said feel me Holy Spirit Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. I took an in Christ moment. I took a hold of his blueprint. I took a hold of his word. I took a hold of him in that moment. And his spirit began to fill and to fill and to fill. And it's as it is. It it crosses out. It eclipses anything else. His spirit, if we take a hold of it and build it up and meditate on it, will eclipse that anger and, and eclipse that offense. And rather, as the scripture says, peace comes. When we lean into him, and that's what happened. Great peace have they who love your law. Great peace have they who choose your law. Great peace have they who tip over into in Christ, rather than leaning on the offense and and allowing us to be on that stumble block, rather than getting ensnared. I took a hold of the law. I took a hold of the word. I took a hold of Christ. And it, it shifted that for me. you know, under the heat, friends, let's take a hold of Christ in those moments. Let's take a hold of Christ. That's where the difference is. That's where the power is. Now, on that same day, driving to Oxford Falls College, there was a lot happening that day. This was a busy week. Isn't that funny? It's just like there's these testing weeks. Well, this was one of them. On the same drive to Oxford Falls, I asked, Lord, what's your scripture to sustain me today? It became evident in that moment. It becomes evident under the heat and the test that we really need that blueprint, that we really need that word of God, that we really need that in Christ moment. And we need those illuminating moments because who knows, we would be quite self-sufficient otherwise, wouldn't we? We would just roll along on autopilot, but these moments come to illuminate, to show us how we've drifted. And we drift daily, my friends. I drift daily. I need to navigate back as much as any of us. And I was asking God, okay, God, obviously I'm tired. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got angry so quickly at really what was nothing. Uh, So, Lord, sustain me with your word. I understood that it was his word. Nothing else can refresh the soul like his word. Social media, TV, nice food and wine, good company, none of that none of that satisfies the soul like his word. And I understood in that moment, Lord, I need to feed my soul with your word, that it would nourish those depleted places, that it would build them up and raise them up again. And here by the end of that day, I'm sitting on the lounge in the quiet of the night, and here's the scripture the Lord gives me, Philippians 4.13. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything, and listen to this, equal to anything. I'm equal to anything. That tells me whatever the test is that comes. I am equal in Christ to that thing. I can match it. I can take it on. I'm equal to that thing. It's not greater than me. No greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will not be knocked over. I will not be intimidated. I will not bow down. I don't have to get offended. I don't have to stumble and become ensnared. I have a choice. Greater is he as Christ rises on the inside of me. And the scripture goes on to say, through Him, who infuses inner strength into me, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It's not striving; it's not in my own strength. It's in Christ sufficiency. It's in Him that I find that strength. I'm infused with inner strength. And again, I was driving to host the Northwest Pastors Day on Friday uh, on Thursday. Big week, big life. So, one of the things we're doing is overseeing the northwest sy- region of Sydney and encouraging uh, church growth and the churches and unity in this region. So, it's fun. There's lots happening, isn't there? It's all on. So, we're, I'm driving to that, but like you, I am mortal and I need sleep. And um, I was just feeling quite depleted that morning as we drove. I had a 15 minute window. It doesn't take long. Hartley drove in another car. We were meeting at a spot, and then we were going to walk into the pastor's day again. I can't afford to be anything less than filled with his Holy Spirit because what's in me is going to come out of me. And so I've got a 15 minute window, and I just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit in my car. I'm just praying in the Holy Spirit, praying, meditating, leaning into Christ. I'm taking a hold of the baton of in Christ in that moment. Though I am not sufficient, I am sufficient in him. Though I feel weak, He makes me strong. I'm equal to anything through him. He infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficient strength. And then I just find that in-filling of the Holy Spirit comes. Really quiet. No hoo-ha. You know, not in church, just in my car. That in-filling of the Holy Spirit. It just fills my cup. I actually, literally feel it. Just fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up. And then I'm like, I've got enough to get through this day. I've got my next cup full. Thank you, Lord, that you meet me. This is what he does. He's so accessible. God on tap, anytime you need him. It's amazing. Ever available for us. I'm just like you. I have to choose to switch the in Christ switch, to switch it when I need it. It's always there. It's right there. There's literally a little visible switch right there and you just switch it when you need it. You just go to it when you need it. You just lean in when you need it in Christ. Isaiah 40 31 says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. We just got to wait, the power of waiting. Our society is not very good at waiting, is it? But it's powerful when we rest in him, when we take 15 minutes and it changed my day, it reset me for the day. It meant that I wasn't functioning on at a depletion. I had an overflow to get me through that day. It makes all the difference. Psalm 12, uh, 121, 3 says, He will not allow your foot to slip or be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. I, I can relate to this scripture this week. He will not allow your foot to move, to slip or to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. I, uh, you know, I felt like I was carrying a great week, weight this week. And the visual that came to mind was um, weightlifters at the gym. Does anybody do a few of those at the gym? Like the full-on these ones? <laughs> uh, that's not me. I'm up in the stretch class. That's what I'm doing. That's where I'm at in the stretch class. But, you know, down there on the floor, there's these amazing guys. And um, I just felt like I'm carrying a weight this this week. And I just... I just saw that picture, you know, when they first lift up the weight, they they shift a bit under the weight, (laughs) they were shifting, but the, oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, yeah, I've done this before, clearly, (laughs) they shift under the weight, but the picture I had is, Lord, as I carry this weight, I'm steadfast, you know, when they pop up, and then when they've got it, when they're centred in Him, in Christ, centred, lifting the weight, it's almost like it gets a bit lighter And he enables us in that moment. That's what I felt Christ would do for me this week. And this weight, it's sacred. This weight that I'm lifting up, it's the church. It's my family. It's people. Everyone really matters. This weight really matters. And so as I lift this up, I need not to shift. I need not to slip because I don't want this sacred weight to come crashing down. Well, friends, I want to remind you today, whatever weight you are lifting, your family, your finances, your marriage in Him, He will cause us to be steadfast. We will not slip or shift or be moved. We'll be steadfast in Him, enabled by His Holy Spirit in Christ as we cleave to Him, as we're filled by His strength, infused onto the inside of us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. But here's the beauty of having a bit of a bigger week, is that we see differently under the strain of carrying a load. Actually, it, it kind of shifts our perspective on life. Now, we can get eclipsed by it and go to that place. I'm not talking about that dark place. I'm actually talking about a place of empathy. When we're carrying a load and we're under a certain strain, uh, it av- evokes empathy in me. I just I relate a little bit more kindly or softly from a place of, actually, this is this is tough. I really need you, Lord. It causes it provokes a vulnerability in me, which I think is a beautiful thing. I just want to encourage you today. If you're walking through some stuff, if you've walked through some things in life, empathy is a great gift. Actually, that we could just lean in and and let someone know, look eye to eye, soul to soul. I know what that feels like. I think that refreshes more than any grand answer, doesn't it? Or any grand advice. Empathy is a great gift. So Saturday, so we've talked about Thursday. I pretty much shared my whole journal, my whole diary with you today. I've talked about Thursday. I've talked about Friday. Now let's hear about Saturday. Who wants to hear about Saturday? Here we are. So Saturday, I walked out of the gym. I came out. um, I I was going to go back for a stretch class, and so um, I came out. And as I said, I was tired, so I just walked. I just thought I'll take a little walk around the oval there, um, and um, I'll go back and do my stretch class. I had about forty minutes, and because you know, there's um, there's a game Nat who you see a lot of. The A-game Nat who likes to run, who's going fast, who's compelled to extend the kingdom of heaven. And then there's tired Nat that needs to walk sometimes. And in this particular moment, I was an A-game Nat. I opted out of the run and I was just actually tired Nat and I opted to walk. So I just strolled around. And as I was walking slowly, we see things differently under a load and when we're tired. And as I'm walking around the Oval there, um, a a homeless gentleman um, started to come towards me. And I thought, if I was A-game Nat today, if I was getting ready to rule the world, I would be running. And I would smile at him because I do see people even when I'm going quickly. I would smile at him, but I probably wouldn't have time to stop and talk. And so I was walking towards him, and we had a little chat. Um, I just greeted him, and he was um, he was angry at his um, tomato sauce, actually, that he had in his hand, and he threw it down, and he may have said a few nasty words at the tomato sauce, not at me. And then we kept we kept walking, so we were looping around the oval, and um, he kept went off that way. And as I walked back, then he was sitting and he was eating something that he'd scavenged out of uh, a local bin. That morning, and I wandered up because I wasn 't a game running hard nat I saw him, and i had I took time for him and we I wandered over, and it was probably the most soul refreshing moment of my entire day actually it's amazing what refreshes us, not what we think, and it 's good to slow down and I wandered over, and he was a broken vessel, he was like a little boy in a forty something year old body. He was at times incohesive, jumbling, but but gentle. There was nothing threatening about him. I offered him food, um, but he was a self-sufficient homeless person. He knew where to get it when he wanted it. Um, He was a seasoned homeless person. Um, He told me his name was Steve, but he mentioned a few different names, and I think there was actually multiple personalities happening there, and I thought, you know, I could offer you food, but actually what you really need is deliverance, we're in a park and i didn't have any backup so i thought i wouldn't go there but i just said (laughs) but there will be time for that 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 is in our future church there will be time for that um, I tried to tell him about the care center, and but it wasn't quite registering. And I just said, can I, do you know Jesus? And we had an interesting conversation around that. And then I just wove a prayer into the conversation. I just spoke God's blessings over him and promises over him. And I just thought, Lord, at least your promises and your love can permeate all that junk that's in him, Lord, and just touch and sow a seed in his heart. Now, I wouldn't have seen it if I was A-game, running hard and that, I wouldn't have taken the time, and I thank God that I had a, I had a weak day, so I walked slower so I could have that conversation. Because we are gonna make inroads into Parramatta, it is a part of our future, and we are gonna to touch that that group of people, and they will be saved, and they will be set free, and we will be meeting them, uh, and you'll be hearing about that, church, that's a part of our future. <laughs> oh, Parramatta needs Jesus. Deuteronomy 16:17 says, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. I want to encourage you today, even when you don't feel able, even when what you've got in your hand feels so humble and like dust, it, it very well may refresh another. It very well may refresh another, and I didn't have a lot to offer in that moment. I wasn't feeling particularly buoyant. But who 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 else stopped that day and spoke the love of God over that man? Like who, I, it, I had nothing. I, I felt I felt so tired and so weak. But surely that would do some good. And all he's asking us to do is give as he is able. He's not asking us to give some magnificent monstrosity. He's just asking us to give as He is able. When we're in Christ, when we know the blueprint, when we know the Word, God provokes us to give, even out of the little that's in our hand, because it's very, His very heart. It's His very nature that we would give. He literally causes us and is, has borne us to give, And it's okay if it doesn't feel like much. Typically in a day, there's someone worse off than ourselves. Isn't that true? Someone that we could refresh, a little humble act of kindness. I just want to bring up this pic, which I came across this week, um, because I really believe that being in Christ is in that place. That little circle says your comfort zone. The bigger circle says where the magic happens, right? And I believe that in Christ... Is where the magic happens. I believe that in Christ is where the homeless receive Christ and are set free in their thinking and made whole in their bodies. It's not in the comfort zone. Like, we can't afford to live in the compass zone. Once we know Christ, once we the, the blueprint is alive on the inside of us, once we're living in Christ, He will cause us to give as we are able. He will call us to that place where the magic happens, where the power happens, where Christ is magnified. He'll call us to that place. Church, let's go there together. Let's do it together, hey? Amen. I want to read you a beautiful story um, and ask the band to come. Here this morning. In Christ we give. It's his very nature, and therefore it becomes ours. In Christ we give. Um, Sadhu Sunda Singh walked with another man of other religious persuasion up a mountain in freezing snow. Sadhu always walked barefoot all over India preaching Christ. A man dying from the cold was lying on the side of the road. The other religious man said, the will of God be done. Sometimes words are just not enough. The will of God be done. Sadhu picked the man up to carry him to the halfway hut far up the mountain. After a mile or two, he came across the religious man lying dead in the snow. Sadhu was kept alive by the heat generated from carrying the extra load. So they both made it to the hut alive. Isn't that amazing? Church, I really believe that we are actually kept alive by the burden of carrying others. I actually believe it revives something in us that we can't produce from a self-oriented life. I actually believe it calls out Christ from the inside of us. It calls our greater self out from the inside of us. It refreshes us as we refresh others. This is his nature. And he, in Christ in us, enables us to see the answer for others through our lives. In fact, when Jesus is perfect theology, and in the feeding of the multitude, he told the disciples, don't send them away. Don't send the people away. You feed them, he said to the disciples. Even though a great multitude had gathered, how were they going to feed this multitude? Well, Jesus said, you feed them. And then as they stepped out, Christ enabled that miracle. But something on the inside of them had to say yes. Something on the inside of them had to say yes, I can be a part of this miracle. Faith would have risen in their midst. You know, we are born to give, dear friends, to be in Christ. As we take a hold of the law, the word, the blueprint, we find peace. In Christ, we are infused with inner strength. In Christ, we see differently. We are a part of the answer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just close your eyes right across the room today? Lord, I thank you that you refresh every life. If they're feeling strong or weary, wherever they're at today, Lord, I thank you that you refresh by your spirit right now, right across this room, that you fill every cup overflowing that you're a source of life that does not run dry even lord if people have found themselves in barren places wastelands for years way longer than they thought they'd be there lord i thank you that you can come in and change the tide that the season can change lord enabled by your spirit that you unlock the wellspring even in the midst of the desert places that you unlock the wellspring and bring life to those places in jesus mighty name i thank you lord i thank you lord psalm 121 5 says the lord is your keeper the lord is your shade on your right hand he's your shade you know we have a strong part our shield bearing side and then we have a vulnerable part our right side And what this scripture tells me is that he covers, the Lord covers the vulnerable part. We, in our strength, lift up our shield on our left side, in our left arm. But he covers the right side. He covers the vulnerable parts of us. And today I believe he will come in as you expose and reveal those places to him, that he will fill you and strengthen you in this place today. In fact, why don't you just stand in the presence of God right now? He's here truly to refresh, right across this room. And we've just got a couple minutes here, but I know it only takes a couple of minutes to turn the tide, to to bring refreshing into a dry and barren place. And what I'd like to do in the last few minutes of this service is actually invite you to come down onto the altar as the worship team sing and just lift your hands and and confess to the Lord the places in which you need Him to breathe life, the places in which you need Him to restore. You know, there is no wrong before Him. He knows anyway, but in the power of confession, in the power of openness and transparency, He moves in. He inhabits those places and produces a work in those places. But church, don't walk out of this place the same today rather come. Come to him, the great bringer of life, and let your soul be refreshed in this place this morning. So church, I'm going to ask you to come out of your seats right now. If there is an area of need in your life, be it your finances, be it your your workplace, be it your family, be it in the need of salvation in your extended family, if there's a place in which you need God to move, that you would come and open. And confess it to him this morning and be heart to heart with him here this morning. That he would come and breathe and move. And bring answers and illumination to those dark places. That he would set your feet on a rock and you would know you will not be moved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You move right across this place. Thank you, Lord. You bind up the brokenhearted. You cover, Lord. You cover our vulnerable parts, Lord. And you strengthen in our innermost person. You strengthen by your spirit. Thank you, Lord. We
1: sing hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lamb has overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Oh, we are Hallelujah. to You, Lord. We, sing hallelujah. we thank You, Lord. It's impossible to we reach sing for You hallelujah. and not be transformed. Lord, I thank You for transforming oh, we power sing released into each life oh, right now by hallelujah. Your Spirit, transforming power we sing from on high hallelujah. that turns the situation,
0: that changes us, Lord, from the inside we out. We cleave to you, Lord. We sing hallelujah. Transform us, God, we by we your
1: spirit. We sing hallelujah. Bind us up, Lord. Set us on the course we of life. We sing hallelujah. That we run and We weary. sing hallelujah.
0: Christ, We know we're in Christ because His peace is in that place. We know we're in Christ because we know His love. We know His voice. We know we're in Christ because we rest in the confidence of that relationship. But today, right across this room, even if you've responded to Him before, if you've found yourself on the altar before, let me tell you, friends, we drift. We get caught up in life and we drift and we separate but there's only one place we can afford to be right now on this day in the earth and that's in Christ. So today I want to ask if you're in this place and you need to pray with me this morning to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord, as your Saviour, that He would be first in your life. If you've drifted or if you've never prayed that prayer before or you just know that things are quite as they should be and you need to get back on the same page today, you need to be confident that you're. Connected to him, the great source of life, the great source of peace. Right across this room, consider in your heart. It's okay to come again. It just really matters that we come. He really wants us to come. He came to earth so that we would come in a moment like this. So that we would know him closely and walk with him. So right across this place, if you need to reconnect, if you need to pray with me today, Jesus, come into my heart. I need you as Lord. I need you as Saviour. Then in this quiet moment, I want you to lift your hand nice and high, right where you are, and I'll see your hand, and I will pray with you today. Who is that here today that needs to be bold enough to admit I need to be in Christ? I've drifted and I need to get back on the same page. Wherever you are today, lift your hand nice and high and I'll see it. And I'll pray with you here this morning. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me clean. Help me, Lord. Walk with me, Lord. Lord. is that here today i see your hand who else is here today you need to pray i see your hand who else is there here today you need jesus you need to reach out to him sometimes he requires us to get up out of our seat and reach out to him because we've drifted we've we've found ourselves in a dry religious place and that's not where he is that's not where he exists so he calls us back to a relationship that's alive and vibrant. Who else is here today? You need to pray. Jesus, I need you. All right, I'm going to ask my friend would you be so brave, bring a girlfriend with you, and slip out of your seat? And I'm going to meet you right down here, okay? Let's welcome my friend as she comes. And if there's anyone else sitting in your seat and you know you need to come, get up out of your seat and come. Come, 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 come right now. Come right now and I'll pray with you today. You will never regret it. There's nothing more important. Hello, what's your name? Ivy. Ivy, beautiful. Church, let's pray this prayer together. Ivy, repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, please come into my heart. I need you wash me clean, set me free, fill me with your spirit, thank you for your peace and your love in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you Lord for Ivy, thank you that you feel her right now Lord, thank you that you see her God, you've got her covered, she's not alone, she's not alone, she's not alone, you're with her Lord feel her afresh today in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name amen amen hey Ivy I've got a girlfriend behind you she's going to pray with you and take a moment with you okay answer some questions so proud of you Ivy beautiful girl come on let's honor Ivy why don't you just lift your hands one more time Lord I thank you God I thank you that you pour out over the silver water Lord I thank you, Lord, you see every need, Lord. You see every desire, every burden, every care. I thank you, Lord, you're a good God. You're an answer bringing God. You're a life bringing God. I thank you, Lord, you're raining down. You're raining down on silver water like never before. This is a season of your outpouring, Lord, our pouring of answers, our pouring of breakthrough, our pouring of change, our pouring producing transformed lives. And I thank you, Lord, you lift up our eyes to see. That we would lift up our eyes to see the harvest in this city, Lord. And we would join our hearts and our hands to what you're doing in the earth in this time. Oh, Lord, we're moving with your Spirit. We're partnering with your Spirit. We're with you, Lord, all the way. We sing hallelujah.
1: Jesus. Jesus. The overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Lord God, for a magnificent morning in your house. Oh, we're so grateful, God. So grateful. What a wonderful word. God is on tap, and it's the same for each and every one of us. What a wonderful word. Well, God bless you. Have an incredible week. See you in Connect Group, Glass House. Coffee is on. Love to see you down there. Uh, Have a great week. God bless you, church.